38K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. NPC Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chung says the anti-China forces label doesn't apply to people who hold different views. Health officials report more than 3,200 new coronavirus cases and say public hospitals are under growing pressure. And the Examinations and Assessment Authority says the race to secure a local university place may be less intense this year. Hong Kong's only delegate to the country's top legislature, Tam Yu-Chung, says the anti-China forces referred to yesterday by a senior Beijing official aren't dissidents in general. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Director, Xiaobo Long, had commented that everyone in the two SARs had to be vigilant against anti-China forces who should be left with no room to operate. Mr Tam was speaking on RTHK. I want to say anti-China forces are not generally about those who hold a different opinion. Those people are not a problem. President Xi Jinping has also said he doesn't care what you believe in. So long as you agree with the main principles, you agree with the basic law, you abide by the law, we will accept you and seek to unite you. But if you're anti-China and may even be backed by American and Western forces and you come out and do damage, that's not acceptable. Hong Kong has recorded 3,019 new local coronavirus infections. There were also 237 new imported cases and four additional deaths. Dr. Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection warned that the local healthcare system could be overwhelmed if there's a drastic increase in infections. We have seen infection numbers remaining over 3,000 for several days and it's likely to keep rising. We can see that the healthcare systems are beginning to become stretched in some other places, such as the UK and Australia. We are worried that if the figures continue to go up, it may affect Hong Kong's healthcare services, especially services provided by the hospital authority. The Examinations and Assessment Authority says more than 40% of day school candidates who sat the Diploma of Secondary Education, or DSE, exams met the minimum university entrance requirements. It also says the race to secure a local university place may be less intense this year. Violet Wong reports. In a press conference held one day before students are to receive their results, the Examinations and Assessment Authority or EAA, said around 42% of day school candidates met the minimum university entrance requirements this year. That's 17,336 out of more than 47,000 candidates. The percentage last year was similar. There are 15,000 subsidized places available in local universities, and to qualify for that, candidates have to at least attain level 3 or above for Chinese and English languages, and level 2 for mathematics and liberal studies. Eight students are considered top scholars this year, having achieved level five star star for seven subjects. The exams body says there was no noticeable difference in candidates' overall performance this year. Choi Siu Kwan has the EAA's assessment development. Some subjects have increased in the percentage of a certain level, whereas some subjects uh, recorded a drop in the percentage of candidates in a certain level. It is a natural variation across years. The authority secretary general Wei Xiangdong says competition for places at local universities may be less intense this year because there were fewer candidates. But he said popular programs offered by some institutions may still be highly competitive. 
In Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky has purged the security services, sacking the deputy chief of the SBU and security heads in several regions. Yesterday, the presidential office clarified that the security chief and prosecutor general had been suspended and not sacked. But today, Parliament voted to dismiss them. Mr Zelensky had said they had to step aside pending an investigation into treason. Mr Zelensky said more than 60 former employees were now collaborating with the Russian occupying authorities. And a quick look at the weather for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be mainly fine, isolated showers tomorrow with a minimum temperature of around 29 degrees. It'll be very hot with a maximum temperature of around 34 degrees in urban areas, slightly higher in the new territories. Moderate south to southeasterly winds on the outlook. It'll stay fine and very hot for the rest of this week and on to mid the middle of next week with the highs of up to 35 degrees in urban areas, slightly higher in the new territories. The very hot weather warning is still in effect. It's currently 30 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 77%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A school bus driver has been given a five-month jail sentence over a crash in Sha Tin in June last year that left almost two dozen students injured. Priscilla Ng has more. 57-year-old Chen Kam Tong earlier pleaded guilty to dangerous driving. The district court heard that the school bus was traveling on Taichung Q Road towards Ma'an Shan when it cut to the furthest lane, rammed into a barrier and a set of traffic lights, hit a car and then veered into a cycle lane. The bus was carrying 55 people, many of them primary school students. Almost half of the children and a nanny were hurt. Chan's license was suspended for 18 months and he was ordered to take driving lessons. About 10 representatives from the taxi trade staged the protest outside the government headquarters in Tamar, urging Chief Executive John Lee to bring in tougher penalties against Uber's illegal ride-hailing services. They estimate that Uber is causing taxi drivers to lose $21 million in revenue every day. In a petition submitted to the CE's office, they said existing legislation wasn't enough to regulate ride-hailing operators. The chairman of the Northwest Area Taxi Drivers and Operators Association, Wong Wing Chung, said he and his associates are disappointed that the government has no plans to amend laws to tackle the issue. Hong Kong's unemployment rate has fallen for a second straight month to 4.7%. The latest government figures show the jobless rate for April to June was 0.4 of a percentage point lower than the figure released last month. The government says there were notable falls in unemployment in the food and beverage sector, as well as in construction, the arts, entertainment and recreation. Labour Secretary Chris Song said he expects the job market to further improve as domestic economic activity continues to pick up. Turning overseas, South Korean police say the man accused of being one of the country's most notorious drug traffickers has been repatriated from Vietnam to face trial. The man, known only as Mr Kim, was the subject of an Interpol red notice for dealing illegal drugs through encrypted social messaging channels. The South Korean authorities had worked with their counterparts in Vietnam for three years to track Mr Kim, who's believed to have trafficked at least five million US dollars worth of drugs into South Korea over the past five years. Britain has registered a temperature in excess of 40 degrees Celsius for the first time ever as a heat wave passes across Western Europe. Belgium, the Netherlands and Germany are also seeing temperatures soar. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Britain's record temperature was surpassed even before midday. For a country better known for temperate climes, it's a further warning about what human-induced climate change has in store. 
Britain's meteorological office says 40 degree temperatures are now as much as 10 times more likely than in pre-industrial times. The current hot spell has already seen hospitals under pressure treating heat-related ailments, damage to roads and an airport runway and pigs smeared in sun cream at an agricultural show. Further south in Europe, wildfires are still burning in parts of southwest France, Spain and Portugal. The World Meteorological Organization has warned countries to expect more deaths among the elderly and those with pre-existing health conditions because of rising temperatures. It says the number of extreme heat events will rise in the future because of climate change. The BBC's Imogen Folks reports. Weather experts say temperatures may peak today, but the heat wave is likely to last until next week. More are expected this summer. Harvests across Europe will suffer compounding the food insecurity caused by Russia's blockade of Ukraine's grain exports and failed harvests due to successive drought in parts of Africa. The only real solution, UN officials stressed, is to tackle climate change by switching to renewable energy and reducing meat consumption. The four remaining candidates for the leadership of Britain's governing Conservative Party face another vote by fellow MPs party MPs today to whittle the field down to three. Facing the vote are the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, and three others, Liz Truss, Penny Mordaunt and Kemi Badenoch. The BBC's Ione Wells reports. The list of who could be the next Prime Minister is now down to four, and by this evening, make that three. Last night's voting was again positive for the former Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, who gained the most new MPs supporting him. While Mr Sunak hasn't budged from the top spot, that second place in the top two is still to play for. And the results are in Mr Sunak got 118 votes, followed by Ms Mordent on 92, and Foreign Secretary Liz Truss on 86 with Badenoch trailing on 59 and therefore eliminated from the contest. Previously unseen government documents show that hours before the British Home Secretary signed a controversial asylum deal with Rwanda, she was warned the risk of fraud was very high. The memo to the Home Secretary, Priti Patel from Civil Servants, also suggested that the policy would not deter people from crossing the channel from France. The leaders of Russia, Iran and Turkey are meeting in Tehran today to discuss Ukraine and a potential Turkish offensive in Syria. It's the first of a series of bilaterals. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. Russia and Iran are continuing to provide vital support for President Assad in Syria, shoring up his control of much of the country. Turkey has backed various rebel factions, though in recent years more for its own domestic interests rather than in any effort to topple Mr Assad. For months, President Erdogan has been threatening another major incursion into northern Syria, where Ankara already operates a buffer zone, mainly against Syrian Kurdish forces that it regards as a terrorist threat. In Tehran, to Today, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, is reported to have warned Mr Erdogan against any such offensive, saying that it would be detrimental to the region. A preliminary toxicology report into the deaths of more than 20 young people at a bar in South Africa has proved inconclusive. The victims, mostly teenagers, were found dead last month in the coastal city of East London. The BBC's Richard Hamilton has the details. Unfortunately, the mystery is still continuing. The Provincial Department of Health uh, held a press conference in East London. They said that alcohol and carbon monoxide were found in the victim's blood, but not at deadly levels. 
they did say that they found methanol in the blood of all the victims, which can cause blindness and even death. But they said that further testing is still underway to determine the levels of methanol. So we haven't had a conclusive report yet. An Australian government report says the country has lost more mammal species than any other continent and has one of the worst rates of species decline among the world's richest countries. The BBC's Ailsa Orkney reports. The five-yearly State of the Environment report says unique Australian wildlife is being devastated by drought, bushfires and floods. It says the damage has been hastened by the average rise of 1.4 degrees Celsius in Australia's land temperature. The Environment Minister said it was a shocking document. Some animals, like the blue-tailed skink, a lizard, only exist in captivity, while the central rock rat and Christmas Island flying fox, a fruit bat, are among mammals considered most at risk of extinction in the next 20 years. The Democratic Republic of Congo says it will auction rights to draw for oil in areas that include a rainforest, which environmentalists say needs protecting. The Minister for Hydrocarbons announced that 27 blocks would be auctioned off at the end of the month for oil exploration. Environmental campaigners say prospecting for oil would involve cutting huge corridors through the forest to transport equipment and could have a disastrous impact on rare species and unleash carbon that's lain undisturbed for thousands of years. In sport, ice prince Yuzuru Hanyu of Japan has announced his retirement from competitive figure skating at the age of 27. The Japanese icon won two Olympic medals in the 2014 and 2018 Winter Games and the world title twice. With his elegant style and delicate and boyish looks, Hanyu has inspired devotion like few other athletes in world sport. And Hong Kong fencer Vivian Kong scored a podium finish at the World Championships in Cairo, taking bronze in the women's epee. The two-time Asian champion battled world number three Song Sera for a place in the final and was beaten 14 points to nine by the South Korean. It's a second individual world bronze for Kong, who also reached the podium in 2019. And Washington national slugger Juan Soto is the new home run king in Major League Baseball. Soto won the Home Run Derby held on the eve of the All-Star Game, beating Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez 19-18 in the final round. Soto was in the news recently when he turned down a record 440 million US dollar contract extension offered by the Nationals. He could soon be traded to another team. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. NPC Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chung says the anti-China forces label doesn't apply to people who hold different views. Health officials report more than 3,200 new coronavirus cases and say public hospitals are under growing pressure. And the Examinations and Assessment Authority says the race to secure a local university place may be less intense this year. The news from RTHK. On my shoulders makes me happy Sunshine in my eyes 
Almost all. 